Oh, hello, hello. Hey, I'm Jazz. I'm Ollie, and oh, welcome Ollie back to Mixed Door. So, how are you feeling, Jazz? How's your mood? What's been up? What's oh, going on? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling better than yesterday. For <laughs> sake, so hungover. Didn't get anything done. It's productive. A productive day of sleeping. I think yeah. I, I slept through the whole day, no joke. I think I had like five. I've honestly never seen you sleep so much. Mm, I don't. I'm not a nap person, but when I like when I have ha when I've had a heavy night out, how I go through the day is literally just taking small naps throughout the day. And then I slept. I went back to bed yesterday after yeah. sleeping the whole day, and I passed out. Did you? I did, and I slept until no. nine. Oh, I couldn't get to sleep. I didn't get to sleep <laughs> till like one o'clock. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, if I tried, I probably could. Yeah. I was reading and then yeah next to you it was like one o'clock in the morning I was like well I should probably go to bed I mean I, I'm, I'm applauding you on that one it's not like oh I was on TikTok or I was on Insta or whatever you were reading so well done well done Tuesday so Tuesday we did like a mini grad thing well not really grad yeah. but like we Just, went out yeah with a couple drama friends. It was a bottomless brunch. I feel like we should um, just set yeah. the mood. Bottomless brunch. Um, and they were really good with the drinks. We yeah. went to Revolution in Brighton. They were so quick with the drinks. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to finish them. They'll just get them for you. Yeah. We even got shots with it. I was oh, yeah, so we did. Oh, it was so bad. Because we had, like, I think we had, like, ten shots on the table. Yeah. And we had, like, two drinks. And I was just sitting there, like, how am I supposed to drink all of this? And then the waiter was so amazing. She, she was. gave us one last drink after our time had ran out. She was mm -hmm. like, yes, you can get one more drink. And I was like, okay. How am I to say no? And then we had cocktails afterwards because you know did. it wasn't enough. No, the bottomless brunch was not enough. It's never enough to be fair. Yeah, and then we ended up going out for the first time. Yeah. Oh, Even though I amazing. said to myself I wasn't going to. No, neither. But once you're drunk, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, doesn't process through your head. You're like, yeah, let's go out. It's gonna be amazing. Such a good night, though. Such it was a good, good night. It no, was yeah. Such a good night. There's oh, so yeah. many people there. I, I say oh, many people. so many people. Yeah, I've not seen some people in like years. I and know. They're like, like Ollie, and I was like, wow, hi. <laughs> this is a good night, but yeah, I was good. not supposed to go out. I'm supposed to actually kind of put myself in a mini quarantine because um, I'm traveling and I yeah. do not want myself to be positive. Even though I've had my first job, I don't want myself to be positive. Yeah. But I mean, it's done now. To be fair, in my head, which is really dumb, I thought, oh, I'll be going for um, bottomless brunch, probably go back to um, friends for a few drinks and then, because it's early, I'll probably come back here, get a good night's sleep and do stuff on Wednesday. Like, I had a Zumba class on Wednesday. Oh, yeah! I actually forgot about it and then at one o'clock I was like, I was supposed to be at Zumba right now. Um, you were in bed until like one to be fair because I remember walking up the stairs and I was like Jazz can I borrow some bobby pins and you're just there like yeah I was, yes, wasn't no. even doing anything I was just lying there like why just, what has my life become we needed one last hurrah though yeah that's like the last time we're gonna go out in Brighton as Brighton news 
I'm calling it now. I'm calling Brightoneers as people who live in Brighton. It's a thing now. So sad. I know. Today's your last day here. Today is my last day. Kind it's, of. Yeah, it's your last full day with me. But it is. Yeah, I know. I'm just going to miss you so much. Oh. oh we've, lived to, we've lived together for two years. Yeah. Um, It's been great. And hopefully, maybe I just decide to have a mental breakdown and move to London or vice versa. You have a mental breakdown and decide to move to Oslo yeah. wherever I am. I was going to say it's more likely for me to have a mental breakdown, but I actually don't know. Have you met me? <laughs> Might just drop out of work. Just drop out of work and be like, listen, <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> no, but yeah. No, oh, how do you feel about like moving back home, finding jobs, like, and also like I'm at because I know my friends yeah. have kind of branched out in different parts of the country. Oh, have they? Yeah, they're like they're just a little bit sprinkled, a little bit everywhere. There, there are more people in Oslo though, but like, yeah, yeah. How do you feel like going back home? Are your friends back home or? Yeah, so most of my friends will be back home and in the same area because. None of us can afford to move out, so, you know, living in London is a bit expensive and everybody wants jobs in London, um, so it's easier to stay at home, really, than get a place, at the moment, anyway. That so makes sense. It'll be nice, it'll be nice to see everybody again. I haven't seen my friends at home in so long, in so long. Yeah, it'll be good. I think some people um, still have their uni house till like the end of August. Yeah, so many people. I'm kind of sad, kind of not, but kind of sad that so many people I know, like in Brighton, have their houses until August and like they're still here. But at the same time, I feel like it's time to go. It's time to like set a new chapter of my life. Because like, what am I doing here? I'm just chilling because I finished (laughs) work. Um, Yeah, I've been chilling for the past three weeks because I finished work um, three weeks ago and I've just like had the last hurrah and I feel like yeah it's ready for me to get my life together but yeah I feel like um because it's August and well not yet but like mm. when we leave it'll be August basically yeah when this comes it's out like it's August a month to get my shit together before like September starts which feels like the start of work yeah so I have one month to just Find a job, get my life together. Mm. It'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what really, what plans I have after uni. Everyone's asking me. My mom yesterday calls me and was like, yeah, so have you found a job yet? I'm like, hun, if I got a job, you will know. It's not something you have to ask for. I know. um, Yeah, we're still working on that. Um, I'm trying to relocate myself to Oslo because that's where, like, all the jobs are, like, all the jobs I want to do are. So hopefully that works. And, like, also, this is, like, a weird part. Like, I I know, like, I I know I have friends, but it's, like, how do you make friends after school? Because, like, uni... I know. Well, work friends. Yeah. If they're nice. And I feel like it's just a different kind of vibe, if that makes sense. Because, like, at uni, you're, like, kind of the same age, kind of, like, in the same boat, in a way. While at work, people are either higher up or, like, different age groups. And, like, there's such a mixture of people. While, like, drama and film, like, you know you're going to get someone who kind of has that same interest as you. Well, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. It is. Because in my head, I'm just like, oh, I'll just 
stay friends with the same people I'm friends with now. Like, oh, why is it going to change? But I guess you never know. Like, yeah. once uni's over, a different life is going to get in the way. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> it's gonna. It's not going to be 180 because I'm not saying I'm dropping my friends because I do love my friends. <laughs> it's <laughs> not like, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you guys. I'm done. No, I love them, but I just feel like, yeah. I don't know. They're so scattered everywhere. I've just, I need to work on, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like I was, um, I'm not, the, I'm, oh, to be fair, I'm not the only child, but I am an only child, if that makes sense. I do have mm. half siblings, but I barely talk to them. And I personally did not know they existed before I was eight years old. That's crazy. Mm, yeah. But um, yeah, like I've been like I've just just been me and my mom. Like my mom has raised me, and I've like been I'm my mom's only child. So like I've grown up as an only child, and that has kind of forced me to get out into the world and like kind of if I don't make friends, then I'll yeah. be alone. Like because um I'm not saying it's the same for you, but like you have a twin sister, so you have it's like a hundred percent yeah not the same. Mine's like completely different. I'd say um because I get on so well with my sister. And we're, t- like, obviously, because we're twins. Not obviously, but <laughs> it helps. Like, I've never really had to, like, worry about finding friends. Obviously, I do have friends and stuff, but like, my mum and dad always say we're kind of in a little bubble. So I never have to worry about, oh, my gosh, do I have somebody to talk to? Because I know I always have, like, lived there. So it's really easy for me. Mm. Which is good, and it's also bad, um, because... You know, you should try and meet new people and stuff. No, yeah, I do get that. I do get that. But it's like, yeah, um, yeah, growing up um, as an only child, but as well as like growing up in different countries, like different yeah. cultures, it's just, you have to be thrown out there in a way. And like I, as a mixed person or like a mixed race person, I've never felt like I belong in a way. Yeah. So it's like when I was raised in Kenya, I was the white person, like I was that outsider person in a way. Like I love my mum's side of the family. That's like so weird. Yeah, I know. I was I was white. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a white kid. I used to actually be called oh. the white kid. Um, I am not that white if you guys know who I am. Um, but yeah, like also my family used to point that out or still points that out that I'm like yeah. the white the white sheep or like the white person I want that's like I'm, I stick out as a sore thumb and yeah it's just always been weird because like I, I love my family like they're like my mum's side of the family they've always been there for me and like they're absolutely mm-hmm. amazing but at the same time I've just never felt like I've belonged and then like I go to Norway I don't know what come yeah and then I moved to Norway and then apparently I was a dark kid like I was a black kid and I was just yeah. I was not used to that I was I was just I was always used to being like, oh no, you're like, you're the white kid or have you heard about the white kid? And now I'm like, oh, have you heard about the dark kid or like the black kid or like, I've never been mixed race. It's always one or the other. There's nothing in between. And like me going from, me going from Mm. being the lightest kid in class to being the darkest kid in class. It was just such a weird thing. Like, yes, culture shock and all that. But I just had a big identity crisis because I was like, what colour am I? Where? Yeah, I was going to say, like, do you find it weird that you were kind of in both countries, even though um, one was like, oh, you're white, and the other one was, you're black? Is it weird that you were, like, defined by your colour in both countries? Like, mm. it was such a big deal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, skin 
um, if I am correct, I might not, but skin is the largest um, living organ that you have. And yeah. like, you can see that like when pa- someone, um, I hear when people say I don't see color, I'm like, of course you do, yeah. you do. Um, but yeah, like it's the first thing that you see about me and that kind of identifies who I am. Mm-hmm. So like being, going from being perceived as a white person and having that white privileged in a way to experiencing racism and being like on the other side yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of gave me such a shock because I was like but who am I where do I fit so there's like yeah. never a place where I fit and I always have um I know like everyone um has that thing where you act differently with different people and like ha- the way I act yeah, with yeah. my mom is not the way I act with Jasmine for example <laughs> um but like it's just such a big thing like when you tell when you see me with groups of people like I kind of feed from their energy mm. so I become kind of like a clone I guess I don't know if that makes sense just to yeah. make myself fit in and it's just such a weird thing because like who am I I like even though I'm 22 now and like, I've experienced life living alone and away from my family and friends um I still kind of do that because I'm like well I don't I don't want to not fit in but at the same time I don't know if this is me if that makes sense like my identity has been so pinpointed to my skin yeah. Does that, is that, yeah, is yeah. that? But like, what was it like, um, I'm just curious, like, what was it like being seen as like, white privileged? It's weird. In Kenya? Cause like, mm. obviously where I've only lived in England my whole life, um, not that I really thought about my race until I got to uni. Oh, yeah. But I'm always gonna be seen as like, a person of color. Mm-hmm. So what was it like? to be seen as like oh you've got white privilege but then I guess because it was at the start of your my life life. yeah it was it was not weird but it's weird looking back now because that was all I knew I was was that person but like it's still it's I feel like it's the same as being seen as a dark person in a white majority country yeah if that makes sense because like when I was walking um in the village and all that People, like, little kids used to, like, point at me and being like, oh, look at the white person, look at the white person. And that's what I've always, like, grown up knowing. So, like, Mm. going... And that was, like, Kenya is a black um, majority. Like, black people live there, basically. While moving to a white majority, like, country, Norway, um, I still stuck out by, like, people are like, oh, that is a dark person. So I feel like it's kind of the same vibe. While in Kenya, people idolise fair skin so I was more of like not an idol but like oh wow like how do you get your skin so nice Mm. and so like light I was born that way um (laughs) (laughs) well in other countries like Norway um in the beginning it was more of such a but it was like a dirty thing like and also when I moved there there were very few like dark people well now there's more people like that's weird it's only been 10 years though it's not been that much but like there are more colored people I've I can see like yeah. more colored people there, but now I don't know. It's a mixture of oh, I want a skin color because I'm yeah, not that yeah. dark. So they're like, oh, you're tanning and nice, like twenty four seven. While some other people are like, oh no, like that is mm-hmm. dark or like you're you're an outsider yeah. in a way. So I've always been an outsider, but it's been a good outsider and a bad outsider. It's a weird, yeah, weird thing. Did you find it hard then when you moved to Norway? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, that I feel like that is more of the culture because yeah. I was brought up in a different culture. Even though I went, I was like um, privileged when I was in Kenya. Like I went to that private school yeah, and yeah. like I had like all that. 
but it was like kind of weird making friends because I was like, well, I don't know how to interact. Wow, this has gotten very deep. Um, uh, I had to like get myself into the culture, like reading like really? the news. I had to yeah. like kind of to know where I am and like how people act. I needed to learn the culture more, like why people take the way they take, if that makes sense. Yeah. So after I did that, um, I did find that it was kind of easier, like getting friends. But also I feel like I was there for long enough for people to like know who I am. Yeah. But yeah, it was. I feel like it was more of the culture shock where it was very, very different. Where of like, mm. who I am is not who I portray myself sometimes. Yeah. So that yeah, it's so weird. Hard. So what about you? You told me like um, <gasps> that you didn't really think about yourself as a person yeah. of color. Well, obviously I knew. And obviously I know that I'm like a woman of color or a person of color, mm-hmm. and all that. And I don't see myself as white or anything. But I just didn't really. Like, mine's so different to yours. I feel like I didn't really properly, like, think about my race or my skin colour um, until I went to uni, which I feel is, like, so late to look at, like, skin colour and race. Or, like, especially, in my sense, like, think about it within my identity. And it's it was, like, it was kind of crazy, like, to have, I guess, I'm having my identity crisis now. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, who am I? Like, obviously, I know who I am. School, um, it just wasn't really... I'm sure it was, but I don't remember it being spoken about or, like, it wasn't really spoken about with me. Like, nobody would be discriminatory to me. Um, And I didn't really struggle with, like, race or anything. Um... I just saw myself as mixed race and I was like, yeah, I'm mixed race, damn what? Like, nobody yeah. cared, I didn't care. Um, I was obviously interested in, like, um, my Guyanese heritage or background. Uh, but again, I just didn't really think about it the way that you did. But I don't think mm. it was, like, pointed out to me. Nobody were like, nobody was like, oh, you're, like, a person of colour. Like, how does that make you feel? Or, like... Do you know what I mean? Like, no, nobody yeah, yeah. said anything about it. Obviously, I got, like, comments, like, oh, you're basically white. I got that quite a lot at school, oh, which yeah. is weird. But then I didn't think of anything about it. Mm-hmm. And now I look back and I was like, that's kind of rude. <laughs> but it's fine. Why, um, I understand why it's rude, but, like, um, just putting it out there, why do you feel like that was rude? Like, why? Because, like, just because I don't act a certain way. Or like, mm. oh, I didn't act like a lighty, as people say. Oh. Like, oh, you've got to be vain. Do you know what I mean? No, I get that. I feel like, yeah, as I say, like, you're judged from your skin colour. And once you do not yeah. fit the norm in other people's head, then you are basically white or you're basically black or you're basically this and that. And like, just be you. Like, where does my skin colour have to, like, identify me yeah why, why should you act as a skin color yeah it's so true and then like <clears throat> the other thing but i think everybody gets this um if you're a person of color quite a lot and i'm sure you got it as well it's like comparing your skin <laughs> color like to work out if you're tanned or not i was like sorry i'm just born tanned like and then it's like oh i'm darker than you like well done like and what do you want it to do? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's no, just I get that. weird. I don't think I don't think it has ever bothered me because I've never 
because people who yeah. do that to me are people more like people who are my friends or yeah, like yeah, same. but at the same time i'm like well i really can't do anything about it hon yeah. i'm but it's like i don't know what you want me to say like mm. i don't mind mm-hmm. and it's true like you probably have got like as dark as me or a tan as dark as me in the mm-hmm. summer but yeah i just find it hard like i don't really know what you want me to say yeah um but yeah i didn't i didn't think about all of this until i went to uni and it was like pointed out to me um why do you like why how what do you say you didn't know until uni like well did i someone just point didn't out? think about um the way my skin color or uh being mixed race was perceived by others or like mm-hmm. that it was perceived differently i think especially in third year um i was constantly referred to as a person of colour or seen as a person of colour and I was supposed to like I was expected to have this experience as a person of colour or like um experience like discriminative behaviour which I haven't really Mm. and I just felt like oh shit like am I not like living my mixed race life (laughs) which sounds really weird expected to tell and I loved that session but I was expected to tell my story Mm. of how I felt about being a person of colour and the only reason why I had a story really is because the session before I felt uncomfortable which Mm. I'd never felt before um what happened in that session I guess so as you know because we're like sitting next to each other it's like Mm. covid and that I'm gonna do it online we just had a session where we was looking at um basically race theory or um like it was kind of like protesting and race in performance i would say yeah was it was that the protest one i don't i don't think that was a protest i think we were just looking at i think we're just looking at race and like yeah 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 but it was just some of the comments made um made me feel really uncomfortable um uh, do you recall any of the comments like, uh, the one that really got me and um, i think it was everybody uh because every person of color actually turned off their uh, cameras after about 20 minutes into the session because it was just so awkward um but like it was just somebody said oh you learn your race and um i flipped out i'm I... sure it wasn't meant that way yeah i'm sure the person so wrong yeah and it wasn't the fact that that person said it it was the fact that our tutor was like agreeing with her Mm -hmm. and disregarding your comment saying my mum never taught me how to be black or like taught me how to be mixed race i wasn't told oh this is how you do this in a society i'm sure maybe she meant like how when you grow up you kind of like as you were um telling me when you were perceived yeah. as a white person because you don't fit the mixed race person or like, like yeah, the white yeah. box. Maybe like that's what they meant, um, but it, they did not, it did not come out that way, like how society kind of perceives you as a way and some people kind of make themselves fit in that box. Yeah. But like when it came out, it didn't come out the right way and I kind of <laughs> lost it. And I, yeah. um, in my most professional way, put myself together and made a comment about that. And I was... Me being a person of colour, oh, I've, I've, I've always viewed myself as a person of colour, <clears throat> um, putting my statement out there and just being, uh, what is it called, like, just being ignored and making myself 
I feel like I was not heard and I felt like that class was somewhere where I could yeah. feel safe, mm. um, put my voice out on blast and just talk about everything in a safe, confined space. It did, it did not turn out that way. Oh and gosh, yeah, yeah, as Jazz said, everyone, every person of colour turned off their camera because we just felt yeah. so uncomfortable. And I remember... Um, I did not know it hit me that hard or like it was a very tough few weeks and I remember um, uh, I was not looking forward for the next for the next um, class and Jasmine came up the stairs and I was crying and she was just there like what is going on I'm like I can't I can't do this like this is too much I don't want to do this and we were like 10 minutes late and I had to like it's actually know. like weird like I feel like it's painful even speaking about it now which is so mm. weird because I didn't even think it affected me that much but I got like in the session I felt so hot and I felt like I wanted to cry and I was like oh my gosh like I can't just start crying oh it was yeah yeah it, it's, it was kind of an experience where I I'm a person who just don't let things affect me that much I'm very it's a very bad thing I need to work on that but like I always detach myself from yeah. my feelings sometimes and that's what I thought I was about to do I was like okay you know what it happened we moved yeah yeah no no it was building up in me and yeah I had to like email because I was not I was not feeling comfortable with the rest with the rest of the topics I just turned my video off and zoned out because I just yeah, yeah. I think um yeah and I definitely think again so late but that was actually probably one of the moments where I really like was identifying as like a person of colour or feeling like a certain way that I hadn't felt before and it was definitely I felt like I was having this identity crisis then I was like well now where do I fit in like I don't know <laughs> and, and like I never got it from my family my family is so good with it I well we just don't really speak about it I guess that much um but I don't really know what there is to speak about no you are who you are like and we move yeah uh but there's so much pressure on like skin color um that it's just become such a big thing like it's yes it's supposed to be a big thing to talk about it but my mum has never really put me on blast like my mum has just treated me as a human being Mm. as I feel like everyone should and no one should treat me the way my skin colour is or I should not treat anyone else because they're white or because they're black or because they're Asian whatever they are who they are treat them the way you would treat any other person because yeah yeah we're all humans at the end of the day aren't we (laughs) because then after that session um, I got an email, I was like, oh, I understand how difficult it is for you as a person of colour, and I was like, mm-hmm. it was difficult, but why is it difficult, because yeah, I am a person of colour, and I was like, you didn't even, you're like, why, why would you, like, point that out, mm. I just, I didn't get it, and now, I think, what's added on top of it, is when I can, when I go for jobs now, I can go for opportunities because a person of colour yeah because of my skin colour and now it's like oh I have to exert my like skin colour or like push it forward even more then you really feel like you should yeah no yeah I get that um 
I get that as well. Because um, this place where I do searching, like I'm searching for jobs, there's um, three marks. There is have a, um, what is that English word? Um, when you've been in another country, like a refugee, not a refugee background, but like a multi-race oh, background, like whatever. Multicultural. Yeah, multicultural background. There's a tick for that. There's a tick for um, hidden disabilities. And then there's another tick for... Uh, I don't I can't remember what the last link was for, but like I obviously so like lower yeah lower income yeah background and like I could take two of those three boxes, but why I'm gonna use everything I could for yeah, my advantage same. obviously don't get me wrong. but like <laughs> why does my hidden disability or my skin color have anything to do with I want to become this kind of person, mm-hmm. but at the same time. I'm using it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Uh, yeah, no. Get any advantage <laughs> I can. It's yeah, I 100% am going to use it to yeah, my yeah. advantage because if they're like um if they're like giving it to us, I'm going to take it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I don't know if this um if you find it like this, but like some places where I've such jobs like yeah, they have had those ticks, mm. but I feel like it's a trick question. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I take this, will my CV or or cover letter, whatever, go into somewhere else where they will never read it because I'm a person of colour or I have that disadvantage? I don't know. I feel like I overthink this sometimes and I know that I should not be thinking about this. And I know like when they put things like that out on the internet, they are actually trying to help people who do have a disadvantage in life. Yeah. But I just feel like it's a trick question. Mm. No, I know it's for a good thing. I think one of the worst like applications I went for um it was and I was really excited by it because it was like a documentary um internship you got to make a documentary and that like, sounds so sick yeah mm. and like they were in liaisons with Netflix I think and stuff mm. I can't really remember but one of you had to be like disadvantaged mm. I say with little, little quotes. air quotes yeah, yeah. um one of the questions that I had to answer was like, how do I feel this, um, like this role or like this job is going to help me because I'm disadvantaged. I had to include like how I was disadvantaged and how this is going to help me. And I was like, well, now I'm going to like, I felt like I had to big up how disadvantaged I am and like say like, oh, like, like I can include like oh because I'm a woman like there's barely any female I don't know yeah. documentary makers or whatever you had to and make like, um I just had to like write about like how I'm disadvantaged and how this could really help me and it was really hard it was like when I didn't feel disadvantaged enough and I'm just having to like or not make stuff up but like Make, make a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, make it seem so much bigger mm. than it is. And I was like, this is so unfair. Like, I don't feel like I should be having to talk about, how, like, who I am in that way. Because yeah. then it makes it look bad. It makes it like, oh, yeah, it's, like, so bad. Like, wow, like, give me this job. Yeah, I, d- I don't want a pity job. I want no. a job because they ha- they hired me because they think I'm a good fit despite of my colour, my disadvantages, my disabilities, whatever, I would rather have a job being like, you fit really well to this role because A, yeah. B, C, not, oh, poor you, here's a job. Yeah, or it would be well, like, I guess the I would have written it, wrote this, but for somebody who had a, who maybe is disabled, might be like, 
oh, I have this disability and it really, like, it makes me struggle to do this and that. And, and I thought, that's so mean. Like, you don't want to be writing about that. No. You want to get your, you want to get the job because you're good at it. You're qualified for it. Yeah. No, yeah, I get that. I do, I kind of see it both ways in a way. Um, it's a little bit of um, argument with myself. Um, I feel mm. like I'm leaning more towards... I'll just rather put myself out in the forefront and be like, I'm good at this and this and this. If you don't get me the job, I don't, I don't get the job because I'm not qualified enough for it. Yeah. But I'm also like people who are like, there is a discrimination between disabilities and also like discrimination between race and all that. Mm. Maybe they're just trying to make a bit bigger platform and be more inclusive. Yeah. But same time, hire me because I'm qualified, not because I'm a mixed race person. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 it does. It does. Yeah. It's a weird one. How do you feel about going out to the world? How how are your feelings about this? Like, we're not uni students anymore. Oh, what is life? Well, I'm actually excited. Like, mm. I'm done with education, so I'm excited to go out and get a job. I'm saying this now. Watching, like, a few weeks' time when I actually have a job, and I'm like, I have to get up in the mornings. Nine to five, <laughs> nine to five. Don't want to but, do that um, uh, no, I think it'll it'll be exciting. Like it's a new chapter, mm. so it'll be good. What about you? I'm so excited. Um, keeping in mind, I've only searched for jobs I really, really want. I feel like I should just be searching for everything. But like, I really, really, really want all these jobs that I've searched for. And if I ever get any of jobs that I've searched for, I'll be over the moon because I'm saying this now again because it's like glamified while you're searching for a job. Obviously, they're gonna like yeah. glamify the job because you go for the job. But yeah, I'm also excited to like kind of have a new routine because I feel like the past after COVID, uh, my routine has been all over the place because it's like, it's been dissertations, it's been work, it's been this, it's been that, it's been this. Well, if I get a job, when, manifestation, when I get a job, when <laughs> it will be more of like a nice grounding place where I could make plans because now my mom is like, oh, so when are we traveling, blah, blah, blah. My friends are like, oh, can we do this? My yeah. boyfriend is like, well, my boyfriend's not really pressuring me, he's just chilling. But um, it's like so many questions that I cannot answer because yeah. my main goal now is to get a job. So if I, after I get a job, I kind of like, we can go vacation here, we yeah, can do this, definitely. we can go there, we can, yeah. So I'm kind of excited to get a job and get like a daily routine. And I'm so, yeah. so excited. Just do you know what, I'm actually though. excited to get a daily routine. Mm. I think that's one of the things <clears throat> that doesn't sound hard, but it's so hard at uni. It's like, getting yourself to do stuff it's so hard. because it's different every day mm -hmm. or you'll have some days where you have like literally nothing on and then you're like oh I can't be bothered to do anything but you need to like get yourself out and doing stuff because you can get into like a little like a little funk yeah I get like a little hole yeah and you just like you kind of don't want to do anything and you just want to laze around and stuff. And I feel hard. like uni is weird. You have two, three months where there's nothing really to do. Like you have classes to go and readings to read, but like nothing yeah. really. And then the last month of uni um, before Christmas or before summer mm -hmm. or Easter or whatever, it's deadline time. Yeah. And that's when you and feel like, crazy. yeah, you feel so overwhelmed because you've had such a long period of just chilling and just doing what you have mm -hmm. to do. Yeah, yeah. To having to like fend for yourself and having the stress of like getting a deadline in and all that like I don't mind deadlines but if it was more systematic I feel like I'd get yeah. more to it while like I've been chilling living my best life yeah, today yeah. like 
no, sorry, I can't go out. I have to do a 12-hour yeah. study session because I need to write this or I need to do mm. this, have an exam. So I'm kind of excited to... I just, just have I routine. Yeah. And when I say routine, I don't think I can do routine, routine. Like, I can't do an office job. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm too... I'm too hyper for that. <laughs> Everyone knows it. If I get a hype. Um, I feel like, yeah, office jobs sound boring, but I probably... Well, I, I don't know. I feel like you do good at an office job. job. I feel like you're you're, you're cool, calm, yeah. and collected. I'd literally. Be or like, like I'm moving towards like production, which oh. I think is office work. Yeah. It kind of is. But it's not. It's not like an A four office work. Yeah. It's yeah. No. Things. But it's in like a field that I'm interested in. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird time, isn't it? Yeah. It's a little grey area. I need. We need to like pack and just. It feels it feels weird packing. It does my life because down. it's not packing uh, for the next house anymore. No, it's, it's packing to go home. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a weird time. It's, but yeah, but I play. At least we have a support bubble. I feel like I could not do this without my support bubble. Yeah, if my support bubble is up there listening to this, y'all <laughs> yeah. are the real MVPs. Y'all know. <laughs> how much that helped me but yeah I'm just happy that I had that because if I had no one I don't know how people do I'm sorry if, and if you y'all feel lonely DM me we can have a little chat because no one deserves to feel lonely cause, no definitely not I think that's probably the hardest yeah. thing ever can you imagine because yeah. it's fine like you have your days where you feel like you get a little bit paranoid with, like oh no one like not no one likes me but like yeah you feel like yeah yeah but at the end of the day, like, you have a couple of people, like... And even if you don't think you do, I feel like everyone has at least one... Yeah, you must have always have somebody to message. Mm. But no, I'm sad. This is actually me and Ollie's last day together. Yeah. Um, because I'm going home for the weekend. Um, oh. For my mum's birthday. Happy yes. birthday. Happy birthday, <laughs> Karen. I mean, it would be gone by the time yeah, you yeah. guys hear this. It's but. tomorrow, but for you guys listening on Monday, yeah. it will be two days ago or a day ago. Yeah. It will be Saturday. No. Yeah. It's Saturday. My day is just going <laughs> a little bit around. But yeah, um, happy birthday. Hope you guys had yeah. a lovely celebration, a lot of wine and yeah. champagne. I'm and sure it'll be good. Food. And you'll well, you guys are hearing this. You'll be on the plane. I'll be on the... Oh, yeah, I'll be on the plane. Oh, I'm so happy that I got the plane that I got because, um, obviously, I live in Brighton. Well, soon lived. Yeah. But, yeah, I live in Brighton, and I, um, the closest airport is Gatwick, and they finally mm. started opening <gasps> up a little. So I got a Gatwick airport. I'm Yay, going to Gatwick. No, no I'm not going to Heathrow. <laughs> guys, coming to Heathrow is... A mission and a half. Um, Sounded it, disgusting. Absolutely Sorry. disgusting. To be fair, because you need to take the train to London and then you need to take um, the underground to come in the wear, and then you have to take another underground, a Piccadilly, Piccadilly line to yeah. Heathrow. So it's like three chains and mm. two of them are underground with suitcases and it's warm and it's just sticky and messy and I just don't like it. But now it's a half hour express train to... I'm not excited but I'm just happy I got that plane ticket and it's like also an early plane ticket so I'll be back home by five 
Norwegian yeah. time. So I have like the evening because last time, so last last time, because last time was a mess, but last last time, oh, oh, yeah. I came, like everything went on plan and I think I got back at 11 but it's because like 11 p.m. Yeah. Um, and I lived. I left my house at 11 a.m. to go to Gap, no, to Heathrow. Oh, wow. And then I had to go through customs yeah. and all that, and it's just such a mess. Well, now it's like I don't know, a five hour. Sounds easier. Yeah, it sounds easier. I'm kind of excited for that. Hopefully, everything goes as planned. Yeah. Um, I got my touch wood. I got my first vaccination, so I don't have to pay for a quarantine hotel. Mm-hmm so happy um if you guys know i was running around like a headless chicken talking to jasmine i'm like no i have to pay for a hotel i have to pay for a hotel so i called like the covid line and i explained the situation and they're like yeah if you've had your first job it's three days if you had your second um second job you didn't have to quarantine at all but i'm good at three days quarantine you know guys um, I think I need but to put yeah. on my um ja- jeans because someone is outside the door and they're picking up my luggage. So I think this is where we say goodbye. Yeah, I do think those are the lug- luggage guys. They look like the luggage guy. But Hello. all right. Oh, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> sorry yeah. for that. I literally ran around, not run around, I ran out the door with um, my underwear because I thought the delivery man just did not want to come and get my suitcases, but turns out it was not the delivery man that I was waiting for. No. So now I just ran upstairs, put on, <laughs> put on some trousers. <laughs> the man looked so scared because I was shouting across, because yeah. he, already, he already started driving. And I was ready to run after him. I was like, hello, hello. So he stopped, got out of the van and like started walking and he looked so lost. I was like, delivery for Olga Jacobson? And he was like, no, delivery no. for neighbor. And I'm like, okay, have a nice, <laughs> have a nice day. I just thought it <laughs> happened from the window. I was just looking out and I could just see you. And you thought, oh, it's the little arse hanging out. <laughs> That is quite sure. <laughs> yeah. Is, isn't it introvert? Yeah. Introvert is people yeah. don't want people, right? Yeah. Yes, we all know that I'm not that one because who the fuck goes out in the streets in their underwear shouting? I think that is all for today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it. That's so it. Tune in next week. Yes, remember to take care of one another and speak next. Next week? Next yeah, week. Next week. In different countries. And different houses yeah. and different lives. We'll see how that goes. Wow. New challenge. New challenge. New <laughs> challenge. All right. All right, guys. I'm actually calling it a day. All right. Yeah. Speak to you soon. Bye.